Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome back here to ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. Who's pushing all the right buttons? My co-host Brent Martineau right now, I believe, is just getting started to watch his son tie in a. Who's they call that a district game? I think so. He said yeah. playoffs. Playoffs. I think it's a district playoff. I mean, obviously, because you grew up in Philly and I, I'm yeah. from, you know, Wisconsin. We, we call them all different things, but <laughs> I assume that's what's going on right now. So it's win or go home uh, for Ty Martineau. Wish him nothing but the best. Um, you know, speaking of sports and having to win, the Icemen have been, you know, I mean, the, the, they, they've been having to win lately. And they've been on a nice little winning streak. And right now it seems like they're surging at the exact right time. And joining us right now, we're, we're probably joined by Iceman head coach Jason Christie. Coach, how are we doing today, man? You guys are playing some pretty good hockey right now. Yeah, it's no good, Austin. Yeah, I know the guys, uh, you know, we're 9-2 and two here uh, in the last 11. And uh, like you say, peaking at the right time and, and, you know, give it up to them. You know, they've been battling hard and, you know, winning on the road when we really need to. And it's been good. Coach, what do you attribute to that, right? Because, I mean, you, you had that nail-biter of a game against the Florida Everblades. You, you come back and you win it in overtime. Um, what do you attribute right now to your team really peaking at the, the right moment? Well, it's you know what? All year, like, we've been losing those one-goal games. And, and it's something, you know, before you win, you got to learn how to lose sort yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's something where, you know, we knew we were right there. But, you know, I, I honestly think it was kind of just getting a little bit dirtier, grittier going to those hard areas and, you know, making them understand that not everything's pretty, you know, sometimes uh, you have to get, you know, a bloody nose or whatever to score a goal. And <laughs> you know what? The guys are doing it right now. Like, you, you know, uh, Smetula and Gerduckus, you know, has got the last eight games, he's got 14 points. So, you know, he was just named uh, ECHL player of the week here. And, and But again, it's, it's not something where it's coming easy for him. He's had to put the work in and, and just like all the guys and, you know, we uh, we've been getting out of everybody, Coach. And you mentioned obviously the physicality and really, you know, that that grit um, that your team has been playing with. You know, when we talk about the sport of hockey, like obviously every team plays hard, right? And every team skates hard, right. and, and all these adjectives. But like, do you run the risk sometimes of when you're playing that brand of hockey, when when you're playing that intense physical brand of hockey, do you worry about guys maybe getting a little too run down, especially now with the way you guys are on the road and everything, and the way the season is set up? Or do you just say, hey man, we you know we have to push the gas down and say let's get it. Yeah, well, no, honestly, we're in that situation where we just have to get it right now. And, you know, but, but again, uh, the, the times have changed. Like, these guys, you know, I have guys packing coolers on the bus, like, you know, like, <laughs> like uh, food. Like, it's the game's changed quite a bit, you know what I mean? Like, these guys put in, the you know, 24-7 here taking care of themselves. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to see. But you can just see they don't get worn down as, as easy or, 
you know, uh, in, in years past, just because you, know, you take care, you know, it's a well-oiled machine, you know, you got to take care of it for sure. Coach, you know, after that long road trip and everything around the state of Florida and everywhere, you guys are coming back home now. What does that mean in terms of playing in front of your home crowd, getting that little bit of a refresher, obviously, and probably adding some more energy to your guys out there on the ice? Well, it's awesome. You know, and our fan base has been great. You know, like it's uh, – I just remember last time we were in playoffs here, uh, you know, a year and a half before the shutdown there, but mm-hmm. – it was just electric, and, and, you know, our guys feed off that for sure. And, and even this year during COVID, we still had around 4,000. And, you know, it, it bumps in there pretty good, and I know the guys feed off that for sure. Coach, you know, I, when we talk about the sport of baseball, obviously there's a lot of superstitions that, that, that take part of here. I'm not sure, and obviously I grew up playing hockey. I don't remember it being a very uh, superstitious sport. But, but my understanding is that when you guys wear the Thanos jerseys or whatever the case may be, you've had a lot of success. Is that something right. where, you know, if you're a coach, like do you want to see those jerseys a lot more because you're having so much success from it? Or is it just kind of like it doesn't really matter, let's just go out there and let's play some hockey? No, I honestly it doesn't really matter, but I I kind of like just stick to the old traditional stuff, you know. Like I know it's big nowadays, all these kids gaming and all that stuff, but <laughs> I, I don't even know half of it, anyways. And there's the cartoons and stuff, but you know, I do know Batman and stuff like that. So you know, we do have our Publix jerseys on with the the what do you call it, green there? Oh yeah. Um, on Sunday, so you know that's a little bit of a change, but yeah, I kind of like the old traditional, our old uh, Iceman jerseys, and but I think the guys enjoy wearing them. Oh no, without a doubt. So to tell us about the home stand really quick. I think you guys are playing the Orlando Solar Bears, then you have the Green. Uh, then yeah, you're playing the Swamp Rabbits. You're playing, actually playing at Greenville, and then coming back home later on in right. the week to play Greenville. Then you have the Wheeling Nailers, um, and then you're back at the Florida Everblades again. Tell, tell us about that schedule coming up. Obviously, with some must-win games coming up as well. Well, you just hit it right there. It's, it is a must game. But, you know, the only thing we can control is ourselves right now. We just got to keep going. Like, you know, it hasn't been, you know, uh, all of a sudden you just flip a switch and things go. Like, they put in time and, and, you know, during the games it's a full 60 here and they've been doing that. So, you know, we play Orlando here tomorrow. We always have to play games with them. But, you know, again, we, we just have to keep playing where we are. Going to Greenville, South Carolina on uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then back home for a four-game stand. Uh, one against Greenville on Wednesday and then uh, Wheeling on the following Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it'll be good. Uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, uh, start cranking up a little bit more fans in there and uh, keep her going. Jacksonville Iceman coach, head coach Jason Christie. Uh, coach, I got one more question for you, then we're going to let you go here. Obviously, I'm a big NHL fan as well, you know, and, and I'm all about right. spreading the sport. And, you know, the NHL, they just inked a new deal basically for seven years, a broadcasting deal, um, which I believe it's with Turner Sports. So it'll, it'll be TNT and those family of stations. What does that mean for, I guess, the sport going forward? Obviously, we talk about playoff hockey time. That's really what really ramps up. And now it's going to be broadcasted to more eyes and more households. Is that only going to help the sport of hockey grow? I think it's huge, Austin. Like, you hit, like you're hit, you absolutely For us, anyway, anyways, like we go on the road. Like You know, the stations that they're on right now, we go to a hotel, and half the time you can't even watch the sport you play. You know, they have, you know, they have darts on there and stuff like that, but... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, for us to be able to go in, I, I know kids like watching the game. And, you know, us, uh, obviously, Andy, our owner, uh, done a great job, you know, obviously buying the practice rink and really wanting to grow the game of hockey here in Jacksonville and, and 
starting with the youth and stuff. And I think it's just going to be huge to be able to watch it on TV and then obviously have our youth program and then obviously with uh, with our team playing. I, I think it's it's good to be good. Iceman head coach Jason Christie. Coach, thanks for taking a couple minutes to talk to us and best of luck in your upcoming games. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. And uh, hopefully Ty gets a W tonight. You better believe that. We're hoping so too. I'm sure he will. Oh, that's great, man. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So, yep, so that's, yeah. Listen, the Icemen right now, they're rolling, man. And um, I think in terms of, you know, a hot ticket in town, I, I get it. You know, we got wrestling going on. There's a lot of things going on right now in Jackson, but we got the drafts coming up. But um, check out this Iceman team right now because they're, they're firing all cylinders. And like Coach said, I mean, it, it's a good time to start peaking because when we talk about playoff hockey, everything gets ramped up to the nth degree. And if you saw any of those playoff games last year, um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's, it's really cool uh, to see the Icemen playing really great hockey at the right time. Just like any sport, it's the ebbs and flows. You know, I think football is a little different because you only get 16 games, when now 17 games per season. So you almost got to peak like the entire year. But with baseball, obviously, even with basketball and even with hockey, um, it's a different um, kind of match or anything like that. Speaking of matchups, speaking of matchups on the water, let's just say. Let's go ahead and switch it up a little bit, switch topics. We go from hockey now, frozen water, if you will. And now we go on to the high seas with uh, Captain Rick. Captain, how are we doing? Oh, what a segue. You know, you ought to consider a... You ought to consider a career in broadcasting, Austin. I, th- I think that may be your next big thing. Well, I'll tell you what, Captain. And I always said this: I have a face for the, I have a face for broadcasting radio. So I think I'm in the right yeah. spot right now, man. Having fun with it. How are we doing today? You and I share that completely. Oh, it's doing outstanding. <laughs> Turned out to be a little better offshore day than what we thought today. Wind didn't pick up till later this afternoon. That was very, very good news for the guys who are cobia fishing right now. It seems like there's more cobia out on the wrecks than there are crews in the beach. There's just a whole lot more boats on the beach looking for them. So it seems to be a little easier to pick them off of the wrecks. There are also a handful of triple tail around. So if you see something floating and it looks like there's a glob of seaweed floating next to it, watch out because that can very easily be a triple tail using something as camouflage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom fishing has been pretty good. Trolling has not been very good. The word from the Gulf Stream again yesterday afternoon, very slow trolling. We're not doing much on mahi and tuna right now. Nobody really knows why or where they are. It's just uh, the situation that we're up against. But at least the weather's good, and we'll take that this time of year anyway. Talked with Captain David Borges a few minutes ago. He's on a charter, charter inshore. Said he has one more redfish to catch for his charter to be limited out on reds. And they've also done very well on whiting in the river, which is rather strange. Has one 16 inches long. That's a big one for being in the river. Now, I think we're going to hold this weather pattern through tomorrow. It's going to be another good day. Then Thursday, it chops up a little bit. I don't like the looks of the weekend, but you can count on one thing, Austin. We'll be back tomorrow afternoon with another fishing report and a check on the weather brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing. Captain Rick, man, I appreciate it. Man, thank you, Austin. Thank you, man. We'll get things camouflaging themselves listen i mean i love fishing with anybody else i go ice fishing all right i go to the lakes coos you know how i feel about the oceans and when he says things like that you want to get me on a boat anytime soon all right when when things are camouflaging themselves and it's dangerous i'm not sure did you do any charter fishing in mexico probably not huh? no charter fishing yeah. but we went snorkeling I would, snorkeling? that would have been so cool to see that 
to what? See what? To see the camouflage in fish and all yeah, that. Yeah, now we're all set, though. <laughs> Did you see anything cool in snorkeling? Did you like, see yeah, so, aquatic uh, wildlife? To, in my very, very small knowledge of animals. Sure. Okay? Join the club. Yeah. I uh, I believe we saw one puffer fish. You know, the fish that kind of oh, like swell yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, be careful with those things. I think we saw one of those. I definitely saw a sea urchin. Okay. Uh, which again, got to be careful. Be with. careful with those things. Yep. Uh, sea turtle. There was no mistake that that was not what it was. But once again, and we talked about this before a little bit yesterday. I think it was. Be careful with those as well. I yeah. I mean, they're harmless. It's big though, huh? Oh yeah, it's, it's big. big. It was. It was literally the size of like my chest. Like yeah. it was. It was a big turtle. Yeah. Um, I believe we saw a fl- like a flounder. You know, like how they like lay on the bottom. Okay. I think it was a flounder, but it had some cool designs to it, so maybe to match the coral reef a little now, bit. Now, did you have like a guide or like a Navy SEAL out there with you in case stuff <laughs> no. went down? So, so the way they do it is there's somebody that swims in front, and there's okay. there's they both have you know like a like a floating device essentially, mm-hmm. and we all had essentially like a. a, a I don't even know, a life jacket on, sure. but it was like a belt more. So it, okay. it kept you afloat, but you could like dive down if you wanted to. Okay. And so. And by the way, like the snorkel, you mean like it came out of the water. It wasn't yeah. like the ones like that. Are no, like no, the... scuba diving. No, no, okay, no. We okay, didn't okay, do that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and so it was good. And you're supposed to like kind of follow the instructor as he was doing his thing. Mm-hmm. The problem I had is when I looked down, mm-hmm. I couldn't hear anything anymore because I'm kind of underwater. Well, and you know what they say, in, in the water, nobody can hear you, hear you scream. Right. That's actually space, but yeah, water but applies here, too. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, so we did that, and a lot of times I would, like, see a fish, and I'd be like, oh, I want to swim. Like, I would just start swimming with the fish, mm. and then I would be, like, following it and seeing the other fish that it was interacting with and doing that, and then mm-hmm. I'd look up, and I'd be like, oh, I'm so far away from everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I got to go back. Mm-hmm. And... um I found out afterwards when we got back, apparently the guy who was, like, supposed to stay behind and be the last person following everyone, he was, like, yelling at my fiancé wife okay. to, like, hey, wrangle him back in. Like, he's he keeps because, going off too much. Okay, so he was getting upset with you a <laughs> yeah, little bit. Yeah, he was getting yeah. mad. But, like, again, I saw a ton of fish. There was yeah. a bunch of people that stuck with the group. And when we got back, they're like, I saw like two fish. And I was like, well, okay, you probably should have branched out a little. So, yeah. So, hey, let it be a lesson to all you guys out there. If you're on vacation and you want to go on a fishing, (laughs) what do you even call it? Just a scuba? uh, Excursion? I don't know. Whatever you would call it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, don't listen to your instructors and just go do your own thing and see what happens. (laughs) Just like Coons did. Well, they said that they were hoping to see a stingray. And when they took us over to where the stingrays I guess were the last time they were there. Yeah. It had gotten, the waters had gotten more rough, so it was kind of hard to see. And I was like, I'm not trying to, I, I can't see over there. So if there is a stingray, I'm not going to see it anyway. Yeah. So I stayed over where it was a, a little bit shallower yeah. and where the turtle and the flounder. Good. And the uh, I'm going to be honest. It's going to be a no for me on the stingrays. Why not? Because they took Steve Irwin out. I, you know, I said you, the, you I said it. the exact same thing and as we were getting in. I said, I said, do you think I'll get Steve Irwin? Yeah. And my, oh, wow. my wife Little was like, that's, that, though, huh? that's my, oh, yeah, she's like, that's so aggressive. Yeah, that, that's very aggressive on your part. This is coming from the guy, and I'm not lying here, and I think this is a safe environment. I'm just talking to you. I'm not talking to anybody else right now. <laughs> yeah. It's coming from the guy who's been to the Jacksonville Zoo because, you know, we have the yearly membership, so we're pretty much season pass holders. <laughs> they, they have a, a, a stingray... Um, yeah. Petting aquarium where yeah. you go by and they come by, they give you like a high five. The stingrays do. Must be like a thousand stingrays in there. I I don't know how they feed them all. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my son absolutely loves it. Of right. Course. Um, my wife saw about it. I don't get too close. No. I, I don't get too close. And now keep in mind that they're not. They've they're taken the, the stinger guys. out. Well, yeah. they've taken the stinger out and everything like that. But no, I'll I'll take his one. I'll take his one in these streets to be like, hey, 
Just don't forget Steve it. Irwin's on our list. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that guy was wrestling alligators. I saw that guy do so many amazing things. And the Stingray took him out. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to respect that. I'm going to respect Steve Irwin and say, hey, Stingrays, I don't care if it's at a petting zoo. I don't care if I'm watching Finding Nemo, that giant Stingray who takes the kids to class. Shows oh, up on the screen. Yeah. Fast forward it. Okay. Not doing it. Not, not, not going to get a Stingray a pet like my son does. No, nah, man. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> I'm hip to the game. And I damn sure aren't going to go to Mexico and look for Stingrays in the wild in their home. In, in essentially the middle of the ocean. It in was the, in the middle. It was of great. The ocean. You could see you could see land, on so like it was in between uh, Cancun and I forget the island, but there's an island right off there, and it's sure. I, not too far in between because you can kind of see on both sides land, but like if you were to be out there without a boat, that's a long time till you get to land. Yeah, it's gonna be an absolute <laughs> no for me, sir, an absolute no for me. All right, when we come back, let's stare back on sports a little bit here. Actually, we got a big event taking place i believe it's saturday no one's really talking about it yet because we got those trevor lawrence goggles on but i would be remiss if i don't bring it up a little bit because well it's really the only time we'll probably bring it up the entire week more on that when we get back here on espn 690 brent martino i put i finished hey. second right i lost in the championship yeah. to you austin lane I, hey you know what you didn't win okay I that's did. all that matters I didn't win. <laughs> don't, what you did last year. You no, didn't win. I okay. didn't win, and yeah. I auto-drafted. <laughs> right. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. The reason why Urban Meyer took this job was knowing he had a quarterback that could be one of the great young quarterbacks in this league. A league loaded with superstars at that position in order to win a Super Bowl. you got to have your own top guy. He's historic. He's just not really good. He's historically great. And when you get a Trevor Lawrence, you have to believe his career, when it's all over and said and done, will probably have a minimum of two to three Super Bowls that he at least plays in. Now, Kuiper, for the win. Two or three Super Bowls that he plays in, though, huh? All right. Let's do it. Why not? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, in a perfect world, yeah. Can we, can we see the guy get on the field first before we start anointing him a Super Bowl? Co- I, mean, I get it, man. It's fun. It's draft talk. It's speculation. And I'm for it. It's fun to – like, listen, this season or this past year, it wasn't a great one, right? But, like, through that pain, through that suffering, and we don't know how this draft is going to shake out. Yes, we're going to trust Urban Meyer. Yes, we're going to trust Trent Balky, and hopefully it works out. But what going through that crap last year, what it has anointed us is the fact with the first pick of the draft, we can just sit here and chill. We can go to players' hometowns. We can talk about their endorsement deals. We can do all that stuff. That's what it has afforded us. So, yeah, Jacksonville, soak it in because the first time in a long time, the first overall pick of the draft is an easy one. All right? It's an easy one. It's not, well, do we take Luke Joko or Lane Jones? No. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's the most important position in football. And it's the best position right now in terms of talent-wise. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. And when I talked about endorsement deals, if you follow my social media, and if you don't, that's cool, too. I'm not going to say my you know, my Twitter name, whatever. It's what I mean, I, I, whatever. But when, when you, uh, if you've been following social media lately, yes, there's still been some haters out there. There's been a couple of haters out there that have an issue with players going to Jacksonville and the endorsement deals. And you know how I had to do it. I had to clap back a little bit. And I had to post a couple tweets poking fun 
at some of those haters. Maybe a little NFL draft bites, per se. But it's all in good fun. And, like, make no mistake about it. You can call me petty. You can call me unprofessional. You can call me whatever you want to call me. It's one thing if you make fun of the football team. I get that right now. They're they're still a cheap shot, right? I mean, they're they're, they're still the easiest shot available because this 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 team hasn't done a lot in a decade. Okay, and and I've been around for some of that. I've seen some of that with my own eyes, and I've covered some of that. Go ahead and and heckle the team. Go ahead and make fun of the losing record. You know what? The the, the team probably had it coming. Not gonna fault you for that. But what I will fault you for, and what I will not tolerate is the national media or the quote-unquote and the biggest quotes ever, experts, that want to sit here and blast the city, that want to sit here and blast the fan base. So when you say things like, Trevor's going to Jacksonville, have fun with your endorsement deals at your local Ford dealership, see, that's not you slamming the Jacksonville Jaguars as a team. That's not you being a quote-unquote, once again, an NFL expert and slamming the team. You're trying to slam the city that I live in, and you're trying to slam the people of the city. And growing up in central Wisconsin, in the middle of absolutely nowhere, small town pride is what you got. No matter where you go, that pride goes with you. And if somebody badmouths your town, you stick up for yourselves. That's how I feel about Jacksonville. So I can't say this enough. Say what you want about the team, but leave the people and leave the fans out of it. And if you want to clap at the fans, and you want to clap at the people, and you want to clap at the city, well, I think you've been on social media to know enough that, hey, we come at you full force, okay? Uh, we may not be the biggest army in the NFL, but damn, are we an aggressive army, right? Because if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And let it be said with that. But then all of a sudden, something happened last night, Coos, and I'm not sure. If I actually, you know, I, I texted the group this, and man... You know, I'm a Jaguars fan, obviously. I cover the Jaguars, so I have to be unbiased, but I'm also a former player, so I can be a fan at the same time. And last night, in my DMs, not going to say who this is from, but they told me, hey, Austin, you might want to check out the next Jaguars tweet that comes out and really check it out. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, this person hasn't really talked to me that much. This is interesting. Um, You know, slid my DMs a little bit. So there I sat. Waited um, on short breath. What, what What is this person trying to tell me? Like, what am I supposed to be looking for? And then all of a sudden, a video of Marvin Jones gets released. With the caption, there's going to be a lot of Duval chance with number 11 in the end zone. And it's, you know, it's chapter two of the hunt. Um, and, and it featured Marvin Jones. And underneath that, where this person told me to look, where this person told me to get ready, what did it say? Presented by the local Gainesville company, Gatorade. Yes, I'm petty. Yes, Jaguars Twitter, it can be petty. It can be great, but it can be Tom Petty as well. But now all of a sudden you mean to tell me that we're in the we're in the end game right now? We're in the infinity war and Thanos' guys are are closing around faster than ever, and all of a sudden Thor shows up? All of a sudden, Jaguars Twitter shows up, and they got that new hammer that was like a a neutron star or whatever, and they're bringing that out, and they're saying, hey, Jags Twitter, 
We see you. Hey, Austin, we see you. Try this one on for size. And they joined us as well. That's cool, man. And you know why that's cool? Because every other person that's not a Jaguars fan or that's a national media member is going to say what? Petty. That's, that's very petty behavior, not very professional behavior. Well, first of all, I'm not professional in any means when it comes to sports radio, okay? I, I learned that the hard way. When I first started doing reads, Brent Martin even told me, you're, you're reading those reads too professional. Okay. Start, it's time to stop being professional. Yeah, yeah, I can bring some kind of professionalism to the table if I have to. But you know me, man. It's all fun and games. It's just, it's just sports after all. But you mean to tell me that when one team in the National Football League, one team of 32, comes to defend Jaguars Twitter in pettiness? It's one thing if you're going to defend them, you know, with the toaster or something like that in charities. That's fantastic, right? You, you got to do that stuff as well. But we're talking about going to war with the national media? And Thor just shows up and says, hey, guys, long time no see. I got your back. I was proud to be a Jaguars fan last night because Jaguars Twitter is now Jaguars Twitter. And when I mean that, I said the football team, me, anybody else who feels threatened, violated, or whatever you want to say about the national media, we're all on the same page right now. Now, how's this team going to do in the next couple of years? We'll see, right? I hope it does well because we're talking a lot right now. But that's the point, isn't it? It's that when you go to battle – when you're trying to fight Thanos, or if you find yourself in a dark alley, you got your homies with you, okay? You got Jaguars Twitter with you, and now you got the team with you as well. We are one, okay? 904, we are one. And I can't wait till draft night, because guess what? I might have a couple clips in the chamber, if you will. I might have a little, I might have a little thing saved up, something special just for draft night, just when they announce Trevor Lawrence's name. But it's cool, man. It's a cool thing to see. Say what you want about this past decade, and once again, I've lived it. It's been sucky. It's been frustrating. It's been a lot of things. But a couple of cool things have come out of this. We have Urban Meyer here now. We'll see what happens. Trevor Lawrence is coming into town. We'll see what happens. But even greater than that, and once again, with all due respect to Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, the coolest thing that has happened this past year that I've seen with my own eyes is the fact that we're all on the same page, everybody. Like, Jaguars fans, we ride and die together. And I get it. We're not the biggest fan base, but damn it, if we're not one of the most passionate fan bases and one of the most petty and one of the most petty fan bases, and that's cool, man. Because we talk about the New York Jets and the Giants and all these big names and heck, even Green Bay, and you watch how they do their thing in terms of cheering, in terms of social media interaction. Everyone's got their own agenda. Okay, everyone's doing their own thing. When we talk about Jaguars Twitter. And the Jaguars fan base, like, yeah, there's people doing great things over here and doing great things over there. But when one of us gets attacked, we all go to war. And I'm not sure every single fan base right now can say that. That's why I was so happy. I know it's stupid sitting here talking about it now. But that's why I was pretty pumped up to see the official Jaguars Twitter clap back last night as well. Because we're all on the same page. And you know what? 
There's been a lot of suffering. But you know what they say? Sometimes you got to go through, you got to crawl through, you know what, to get to the promised land. And maybe this is the this is the final piece. Maybe we we've you, you crawled through so much bad stuff where now it's like, hey, finally. And you better believe, if you if you attack us, we're gonna come at you. But don't let us go to a Super Bowl because I would hate to see what social media had to say about Jag's Twitter. More on that when we come back here on ESPN 690. What do you like about Matt Jones? Um, I like that him along with four other guys, I think is capable of being our starting NFL quarterback and capable of winning with. I think there's five guys there. That's That's been the biggest thing with all of this. Um, once you make an organizational decision um, that we need to get a starting quarterback, you look into all the options of how to get them. And you watch the ones in the NFL that you thought you had an option with, and then you look into the college and where you think you can to get them. I wanted to get it into a spot where I knew we'd for sure get one, and hopefully, knowing the first two that are going, uh, we could end up getting our favorite one. And I don't believe that would have been at 12. Um, so we made a position, we made a move way back in the day to make a decision. We're getting to a spot to get a starting NFL quarterback. Kyle Shanahan, stop trying to be Kevin Costner in draft day two, okay? Like, you're, you're, you're trying to make it a big publicity thing, a giant smokescreen thing, don't sit there and say that you don't know who you're going to take. All right? You traded away a first-round pick. I think it was a second-round pick or a third-round pick, whatever it was. You trade away draft capital. You don't do that unless you know the plan. You know the plan. You don't want to tell us the plan, and that's fine. That's how the draft works. I'm not mad at it. But please do not sit there and insult my intelligence and say that you have no idea it's between five guys. No, it is not. It is between more than likely. Now, keep in mind, assuming Zach Wilson goes to the Jets, I think it's between Trey Lance and Justin Fields. My opinion. Now, I could be way off. They might actually take Mac Jones, but you know how I felt about that. I've said it many times on this show, and I'm sure we're going to say it tomorrow again and the next day until it finally comes to fruition, and I can't wait for that to happen. ESPN 690, Action Sports Jacks, Austin Lane. Brett Martineau on location, watching Ty, hopefully winning his baseball game. We got one more segment here, and I kind of teased it a couple breaks ago. We got a big sporting event taking place this Saturday, and nobody's talking about it, and rightfully so because we have to worry about the NFL draft, and that sets a precedent. But there's still a big sporting event going on, one that no one's talking about, and that is the Kentucky Derby, ladies and gentlemen. Now, yes, I went to school in Kentucky. Yes, my mascot was the Murray State Racers. What a good effect. I, I got goosebumps right there. I mean, now now we're officially locked and loaded. There we go. We're, we're right in a row. Now, do I know horses? No. Actually afraid of them. I've never ridden one before because they're bigger than me, and I don't like them. Coos, you, you know horses? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've ridden a horse. But, but, but do you know horses? You know, do you know horse racing? Oh, no, not at See, all. So here we I are. I got nothing. On an ESPN-affiliated show with no horse expertise whatsoever, but we got to talk about the, the Kentucky Derby because, well, it's a sport. So, with that being said, to appease the higher-ups, to appease the horse fans all around the world, in the, in the syndicate listening right now, let's go ahead and bring these horse names up. Will I give you any kind of expertise about betting? No, I will not even talk about betting. Oh. But here's what I will do, Coos, and here's what I want you to do with me, Coos. 
Let's go ahead and break these horses' names down. And let's go ahead and see who we like, who we don't like, and then let's pick our winners from there. So the horses are posted. If you're listening on the radio, don't worry. We'll say them all. Let's go through the list really quick, and let's give our thoughts about the horses competing. Once again, not from a skill perspective, just from a first-name basis. First horse we got, Burbanic. Burbonic? Burbonic? Burbinic. Can't pronounce the name. Well, I assumed it was like horse. I assumed it was like a bourbon thing. Yeah, Burbinic. Burbonic. Burbin. Burbinic. 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 Terrible. No, because it, hey, it took me 10 tries to try to even get there. Absolutely not. Horrible horse name. Coos, your thoughts? Uh, if it's a bourbon plug, then I'm cool with it. Well, I'm, dude, no, I like me a good bourbon now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm but, probably fine with it. But uh, don't... Made me think of bourbon when I saw it. Okay. Second one, Brooklyn Strong. like this one a lot. Yeah. The, the Strong, um, I, I don't know what he's bringing to the table. And, well, he's 50 to 1, so not a good horse to bet on, <laughs> I would say. But from well, a you know in Brooklyn, there's not a lot of sp- <laughs> to oh, horse wow. race. And, and the Nets say, what's up? Yeah. Uh, dynamic one. Cool's your thoughts? A little cocky. I like it, though. Yeah? The dynamic one. Coos, in a 3-4 defense, I need a dynamic player. I need a dynamic horse as well. Maybe this horse is going to win the race going backwards. Who knows? I like dynamic one. Uh, Yeah. I okay. can get behind it. Okay. It just seems like it's a little cocky because, like, it it's feels like... It's horse racing. Get yeah, cocky, dude. Yeah, but you named yourself yeah, Dynamic. But, yeah, but Coos, though. Like, it's horse racing, right? So bring a little pop okay. and circumstance yeah, to it. sure. Essential quality. Next one. Again, a little little cocky. A, a, little qu- like, a little cocky, and I get it like, hey, it's the pandemic, essential like, employee, essential... Yeah. Qu- eh, I don't like it. It's it's, it's, it's trying to... It, it's, it's too extra. But it's uh, apparently the best ch- odds to win. It's not going to win. I'm okay. not going to let an essential horse like that and then an extra horse win. No, absolutely this would be not. the year to do it, though. Yeah, for sure. Next one, I, I hate this one. I'm telling you right now. Helium. Helium. Yeah. Thoughts? I feel like it speaks to me. In a, in a high voice? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible name for a horse. <laughs> You're, you guys are millionaires, and you're naming your horses the dumbest names. Uh, next horse, Hidden Stash. Not mad at this one. This is like a 50-50 <laughs> for me. This, I feel like there's a story behind this horse. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, and depending on that story, if we could talk about it or not, or not yeah. on, the, on this, yeah. But that's why I said it's 50-50. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie. I like this one. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a cool name. I like Hot Rod Charlie. Oh, wait, you jumped over Highly Motivated. Oh, my bad. Highly Motivated. I like this one because they're saying they're motivated. So I feel like they're going to win. They're highly motivated. Okay, but I mean. here's the thing, though. If you fill out a job application and you put highly motivated like, to me, once again, you're a little extra, okay, and you're but, probably lying. But, Just but say you're motivated, what, though, huh? What does it mean if Urban Meyer says Trevor Lawrence is highly motivated? Yeah, you're right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm back on board. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Coos. Damn good point. All right, highly motivated is a, is a yes for me and for you as well. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie, yes. Yeah, I'm fine with it. All right, cool. This one, keep me in mind, but it's a whole one word. Well, it works for Twitter, the hashtag. What do you mean the hashtag? Oh, well, it's all oh, one word, so it's already so, ready for hashtagging. No, see, this then this is a millennial horse, <laughs> so absolutely not. If you're gonna just call your horse, keep me in mind. Put some spacing in between the words. It's it's keep me in mind, all one word. No, thank you. They should have capitalized the like M I and M yeah. in it to really help space <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, space it out or something. Uh, next one, we got King Fury. 
I like this one a lot. Yeah, I like King that too. Fury. I mean, you know, Tyson Fury, uh, Fury with Brad mm-hmm. Pitt, that tank movie, and then King. Like, you can't go wrong with King Fury. Yeah. Love that name. Uh, known Agenda. That's another one. I feel like there's a story behind. Some kind of, like, psychotic ex-girlfriend, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, too, a little too aggressive for my liking. Like the King. Nah. Nah. Yeah, me neither. Nah. Uh, Coos, feel free to pronounce this next one. I was going to say Mandalorian. So did I. <laughs> and that's where my mind went, but it's man, Mandaloon. Mandolin? Man, mandal, mandal, is it Mandolin? Mandalone. Like the, no, it's like not Mandolin. Because Mandolin's got an eye in it. Yeah. I think. Mandaloon. <laughs> no idea. Coos, thoughts? Uh, too confusing. Okay. And, 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 and trying to spell that on Twitter to be like, I'm excited that this horse won, that sounds yeah. like a disaster for me. Medina Spirit. Okay. What does Medina mean? I don't know, Me but neither. it's got spirit. I don't like it. Okay. Kuz, <laughs> this is this is the one, oh. dude. This is the one. Oh. Let's have a moment of silence for this horse because this could be the front runner right here because me and Kuz are on the same page. We love this one a lot. Midnight, and I'm going to say it really sultry, Midnight Bourbon. Mm-hmm. That's right. Midnight Bourbon. Kuz, your thoughts. I love it. Because I, I like I like the first one because I thought it was a bourbon plug. No, for sure. But this one's even better. Midnight Bourbon. The only thing that could put it over the top where I would actually probably spend my life savings on this horse for one race, Midnight Burnt Bourbon. Mm. Midnight Burnt Bourbon. Yeah. But And by the way, this is a Mike Smith. Uh, he's the jockey. I feel like he's a good jockey. I've heard the, I've heard the name before. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know not. where you're going with maybe this. He's a football I got... <laughs> coach, but I feel like he's a good jockey on Midnight Bourbon. Next one we got real quick, Obesos. I like the joke there. I'm about it. Well, I guess I missed a joke. Well, Bezos, like oh, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Yeah. So why is it Oh Bezos? I don't know. They're like Oh Bezos. Yeah, that's what I assume. Because <laughs> win the race, don't try to be funny okay. at the Kentucky Derby. Like this oh. is like going to the Players Championship and rocking. Actually, I, I tried to that rocking a Happy Gilmore, but both uh, oh, Boston jersey, yeah. which I try to do, but then quarantine. Uh, rock your world. Yeah. Yeah. Although they have five to one odds, so I guess they're. Got a good chance. To me, Rock Your World sounds like any kind of Billy Idol, like any kind of song from, you know, the 80s where it's like, I'm going to rock your world. Yeah. Ow, I'm a rock star. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't want I'm gonna be honest, to do that. The next three are my top three, probably. Okay. Well, let's say the first one. Uh, hang on. Okay. Sainthood. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. You mean to tell me this one I'm about to say <laughs> is in your top three? Probably my number one. Sir. Go ahead and exit ESPN 690 Studios immediately. This, all right, everybody, listen to this one. And I'm not exaggerating. This is the actual <laughs> name here. And this is one that Kuz has been on record saying he enjoys this name. Number one on my list. This horse is 30 to 1, written by Tyler Gaffalone, rocking the 19 position. The horse's name is Soup and Sandwich. <laughs> yep. And you mean to tell me that you like this name, Soup and and sandwich. The combination of soup and sandwich is elite. So I'm with in. what? With everything. With with with, 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 a, with a lunch. You yes. don't need anything else. Not a horse race. Yeah. No, they no. got a handle. They got the soup, the sandwich, and now they're gonna get the win. Soup and sandwich is what you're gonna go with, Goose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thirty to one odds. Yep. And then with all the 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 um. Bitcoin and all that stuff. I like the next I, one too. I, I'm gonna tell you what right now. Okay. The, 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 by the way, the last one, super stock. Yeah, very, very on brand, very mm-hmm. on par. Going back to soup and sandwich, <laughs> though, I'm going to tell you right now, 
if this is like the next Sea Biscuit and he wins the triple crown yeah. and and soup and sandwich is in there with Sea Biscuit and the give me another fa- uh, oh there was a Pennsylvania one too shoot oh hold on give give me some horse names quick I will not stand for this ladies and gentlemen if a horse named soup and sandwich wins anything that 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 will be the death sentence of horse racing. American Pharaoh is the one I was thinking If we're of. talking about American Pharaoh, and I'm talking about the greats, the Mount Rushmore's. We're talking about War Admiral. Omaha. We're talking about Omaha and Secretariat and Man of War. <laughs> we're, California Chrome, Black Caviar, the, the greats, the Mount Rushmore and then some. If Soup and Sandwich <laughs> finds its way in the greats like that... Horse racing will lose all legitimacy for the rest of time. And the fact that you had the audacity I to say, it to one more time for the folks at home, turn me up in the back if you can't hear me, Soup and Sandwich is Coos' top yeah. three horse names. Oh, yeah. That's number one. Coos, check yourself. <laughs> oh, and on that note, now I'm angry. On that note, I'm Austin Lane. That's Justin Coos. Has the worst taste in horse names ever. Brent Marno, watching Ty play baseball. Best of luck to him. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Draft right around the corner. Soup and sandwich. It was for dinner. Have a good. It's for lunch. Have a good one. Stay safe. Stay <laughs> casual. We are out. Peace. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.